He said he didn't know how extremely leveraged Alameda was and that he just didn't know about a lot of things going on at his vast empire, even though he was funneling money to her. He let customers believe that their money was available but was being leveraged for loans instead. So here's the problem that I have. Both of Bankman Fry's parents are highly respected Stanford Law School professors. Semaphore also reported that another Stanford Law professor, David Mills, was advising Bankman Fry. So you really can't pull the ignorant card here. You know, I have four children and I talk to them all the time about responsibility, accountability, respect, time management, discipline, altruism, Christianity, love, respect, humility, and finances, to name a few. And at no point can they ever say that, Oh, my dad never taught me about respect. It's not going to happen. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, a.k.a. Mr. Christian Finance, the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things in My Mom's favorite Christian financial advisors always make sure that you subscribe so you're notified every time that we release new episodes and be sure to like and comment on this episode because you may have caught something that we missed well and guess who's back in the news Mr. Sam Bankman Fried we've dedicated about two episodes to this fiasco already but I truly feel this is going to be the story of this generation I mean I can see movies um, book deals and Netflix specials about the collapse of FTX, the cryptocurrency giant. You know, we spoke about the initial filing of the Chapter 11 bankruptcy where they needed a chance to reorganize their debt. We talked about the new CEO who was the lead man in recovering debt after the Enron scandal. And now we are here to tell you that even though he's resigned, Sam only has about $100,000 in his bank account. And he still is probably going to go to jail. You know, the allegations are piling up and it's getting worse. According to an article by CNBC, here are a few key takeaways. One, the FTX founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, is already under investigation by numerous agencies, but arresting him isn't going to be so straightforward. The former crypto titan has the SEC, CFTC, SDNY, and DOJ on this case but it'll take months, if not years, to fully assemble all the evidence. And as FTX moves through bankruptcy protection, private citizens can still file suit against Bankman Fried, even if the former billionaire claims he's down to his last $100,000. Now, that's a lot to unpack and address, but we're going to try our best here. But let's look at some of the accusations. They're saying $8 billion of customer funds are missing, he is deflecting blame to Caroline Ellison, his counterpart and one-time girlfriend at Alameda. He said he didn't know how extremely leveraged Alameda was and that he just didn't know about a lot of things going on at his vast empire, even though he was funneling money to her. And finally, 
he let customers believe that their money was available but was being leveraged for loans instead. So here's the problem that I have. Both of Bankman Fry's parents are highly respected Stanford Law School professors. Semaphore also reported that another Stanford Law professor, David Mills, was advising Bankman Fry. So you really can't pull the ignorant card here. You know, I have four children and I talk to them all the time about responsibility, accountability, respect, time management, discipline, altruism, Christianity, love, respect, humility, and finances, to name a few. And at no point can they ever say that, oh, my dad never taught me about respect. It's not going to happen. You know, when you're dealing with issues of this magnitude, there are many moving parts. There are individuals that knew what was going on and or was guiding what was going on. You know, they were being the puppet masters. Now, let's be fair. We are in America and it is innocent until proven guilty. He has not been charged or convicted of anything and it may be a while before he is. So once again, there's so much to unpack. If the authorities jump too soon at the wrong thing, it can cause a mistrial and he is off scot-free. So it is important that we let the judicial system take care of this and we leave our opinions in the court of public opinion. But from the outside looking in, it doesn't look so good. And that is just based on the facts that we know as of right now. But one thing is for sure, investors who lost their money are not waiting. Class action suits have been filed. So who is coming after Sam? FTX industry peers are also filing suit against Bankman Fry. BlockFi sued Bankman Fried in November seeking unnamed collateral that the former billionaire provided for the crypto lending firm. FTX and Bankman Fried had previously rescued BlockFi from insolvency in June, but when FTX failed, BlockFi was left with a similar liquidity problem and filed for bankruptcy protection in New Jersey, which we covered on another episode, so you can actually listen to more of those details there. But Bankman Fried has also been sued in Florida and California federal courts. He faces class action suits in both states over one of the greatest frauds in history, a California court filing said. The largest securities class action settlement was for $7.2 billion in the Enron accounting fraud, according to Stanford Research. The possibility of a multi-billion dollar settlement would come on top of the civil and criminal fines that Bankman Fried faces. So, it could be anywhere from a few years to life that he will spend behind bars, but we may have to wait. You know, some cases take up to three years to gather the right information. You know, unlike Bernie Madoff, who admitted wrongdoing and was in the city of New York, the FTX founder is in the Bahamas and hasn't admitted wrongdoing. Short of voluntary return, any efforts to apprehend him would require extradition. So the reality is that everything is still up in the air and we may not get any answers until 2025 or beyond when this story kind of pops up again. In the meantime, I want you to just understand that there is no easy money in this world. This world is a cruel and unusual place. That is why when you are investing, that you diversify your risk as much as you can. Now, there are some risks that you cannot diversify against, such as systematic risk or what they call market risk. These risks are things like volatility and interest rate risk. But we can diversify our way out of business risk or idiosyncratic risk, such as what happened at FTX. When you are developing a portfolio or gathering assets together, you have to understand that everything has risk. 
And as Christian investors, our focus should not be on strictly profits, but how we feel about the risk exposure it takes to acquire that profit. Everything that we do has a risk reward ratio. And you have to ask yourself as an investor, how much risk are you willing to take to get this reward? Some people want it 100, 200, 300% return, and they ignored the risk of losing it all. It says in Acts chapter 14, verse 22, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Being a prudent investor is hard. I know. Seeing all your friends make hand over fist as you look at your plain Jane stable and responsible portfolio. But moments like these, where everyone wants to sue, are crying about their losses and losing their family's inheritance and have to wait years to get it back, makes it worth it. And not because someone else is in pain, but because you can see what theory looks like in real life. This stuff that I'm telling you on this podcast has manifested itself in real life. And now you know I am not just telling you anything, but I'm telling you the reality of this thing we call investing. Some people can't wait five years to see the true performance of their portfolio, just as they can't wait five years for a seed to bear fruit. But even in their impatience to get rich, now they are forced to wait three to five years in hope to get some of the money back. So which one would you prefer, slow and steady or fast and hard? Well, I don't have the answers to these questions. I just hope that you take a look inside yourself and find some. Once again, we are going to pray for everyone involved and pray that you gained a valuable lesson as well. I hope that you've been blessed. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, to comment, and to share. Also, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash podcast and join our family. And as a thank you, we will have a free gift for you. So make sure that you sign up. Just enter your email. We'll email that out to you right away. And if you need help building your financial plan or want a Christian financial advisor to help you become a better steward of God's wealth, information to speak with us will be given right after the show. Well, I am A.B. Ridgeway, Mr. Christian Finance himself, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Thing podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.